Hey guys and welcome back to the channel. Matteo Berrettini wins his second Queen's title back-to-back -back years as well. He's looking very good on the grass after winning in Stuttgart last year, last year or last week even, and of course winning in Queen's this week. But yeah, he's looking in great form. After that long layoff from injury, he then came back, dominated in Stuttgart, dominated here in Queen's, and I have to say, he's looking very, very good for Wimbledon. He's shaping up nicely. He hasn't played a lot of top, top players, I have to say. But it might actually be a good thing in a way because he probably was a little bit rusty at Stuttgart but managed to kind of feel his way into it. And I think he's now peaking as we approach Wimbledon. And that will be a good, good sign for him. But he does love the grass. He really does. And the tall Italian stallion is definitely, definitely gearing to try once again to put himself forward to challenge for the title after making a final last year, of course, and losing to Novak Djokovic in uh, what was a very comfortable fashion for the Serb. What can we say about his Queen's run? So I actually watched him live at Queen's. I watched the semi-finals on the Saturday. So I saw him versus Van der Schulp, and I also saw... Krajanovic versus Cilic. So I'll talk about that in a second. But before I do, remember to hit that like button and subscribe if you're new. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you're watching or listening on a podcast platform, remember to leave a rating or review. Also subscribe, follow us, and all that good stuff. Okay. Matteo Berrettini. Now, what makes him so good on the grass? Because clearly at the moment, he is having a lot of success. Not just now, but in the past 12 months, he's had a lot of success. He's probably been the most dominant grass court player. And we said a similar thing about Sitsipas, right, on the clay. And it was true. It was until Ronald Garros this year. He'd won Monte Carlo this year. He won, of course, um, well, he made the final of Ronald Garros last year. He made the final of Barcelona. He won, uh, was it, wasn't Madrid, but he made a lot of finals uh, as semis last year as well on the clay. And just generally his clay court form and the results had been best than anyone despite Novak Djokovic winning the title uh, and I think a similar thing is here with I guess Matteo Berrettini I think Djokovic will go into it the favourite if Nadal's fit he'll go into it Wimbledon that is he'll go into it the second favourite and Berrettini though is not very far behind he's not and the reason why is because as I said last year he won Queens then that was I guess the last grass court tournament he played before Wimbledon won Queens went to Wimbledon made the final there right great then of course comes here wins in Stuttgart wins Queens so his first couple of tournaments right after getting injured fantastic now he goes into Wimbledon as one of the favorites he will they'll be one of the top three favorites in the bookmakers I would imagine so he is in great form uh, and what makes him so good on grass one second <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Hay fever has been rife, I tell you that. Anyways. So, the obvious answer, of course, is the serve and the forehand. And that, that is true. It is. And I was watching him live and I thought, okay, he gets a lot of free points behind the first serve. I mean, <laughs> watching him, like, behind him as well, you can just see the amount of spin he exerts on the ball and the amount of pace as well. Hits his spots. He's so clever as well. He's got so many different serves to utilize. Of course, a lot of people utilize the kind of slice serve out wide um, on the juice side. 
And Berrettini does that really effectively. And not only does he do it effectively, he hits it with more pace than anyone I've ever seen hit a slice serve. He hits it at around 120 miles per hour, which like sub 120 miles per hour as well, which is huge for a slice serve. And it does have a lot of spin on it. It's not like a slice serve where you kind of put a little bit of spin on it and also you know, it's a lot of, lot of pace. No, you watch it. I was watching right behind him and you can see it swerve away from the right-hander in its arc and then it kind of bounces and then swerves even more. And it's just crazy, absolutely crazy to watch. And he just hits his spots and there's nothing you can do because as a returner, you have two options. You can either stay where you are and then risk getting hurt there, which is either conceding aces uh, or conceding the point because you might get a racket on it, but he most likely will either finish off of the net or with a big forehand for a short ball, or what will happen is you'll get a racket on it, but you won't get it back into play. So you can either stay where you are and, and risk that, or you can go and adjust your return position so you almost camp in the forehand area in the forehand corner even, in return position, and open up the down-the-line serve. Now, you do that, and Berrettini will pepper the serve down the tee. He'll pepper your backhand as a right-hander, and you're then in trouble as well, because he's got both options. He does. He's just that type of server he is. The serve is just too quick. He's too good a server, that if he makes his first serve, which, to be fair, in the final, he only made 58% of first serves, but if his first set percentage is above 60, 65%, you're in a hell of a lot of trouble because it's going to be extremely hard to win points on that. So what I would say is um, that Matteo Berrettini is, for me, such a natural clay court player. Oh, sorry, natural grass court player even. I'm still in clay court swing mode, obviously. Not just because of the serve, but because of the backhand slice. Yes, the forehand is so potent. We saw it. I saw it live and up close. It is a hammer forehand. It really is. And on a quicker surface like the grass, he gets a lot of a lot of purchase for it because not only is he able to kind of hit the flatter forehand, but there's an interesting stat where it said that he actually hits his forehand with as much topspin as Rafael Nadal. That was a stat last year. So the two players that hit the forehand with the most topspin, Rafael Nadal, Matteo Berrettini, both hit it at the same amount of topspin. Crazy, right? Crazy. Because you wouldn't even think anyone would be close, especially someone like Berrettini who hits the forehand so hard. Uh, but, so you'd expect him to hit it flatter. He does have the ability to hit it flatter, but he also has the ability to hit it with a lot of topspin. And that's why he doesn't hit, make a lot of errors on that side, because he has this perfect kind of blend between pace and spin on the forehand which gives him a lot of control on it, which is why it is a lot of controlled aggression, a lot of controlled power. He doesn't miss it a whole lot. He doesn't, uh, especially from certain positions. Like you, he's kind of almost getting pushed back, but he manages to still hit a big forehand. Uh, the only time when he tends to kind of miss it is when he's being cramped or pushed uh, kind of in terms of back or into corners and he's on the stretch and everyone can miss a forehand. Uh, when you're stretched, when you're in an uncomfortable position, that's the whole, I guess, you know, point of a of an opponent is to try and make you feel uncomfortable. So for him, the forehand worked fantastically. But the biggest thing was the backhand slice. Now, the drive backhand doesn't hit it 
it'd be interesting to see the stat, but I reckon he hits maybe 20-25% of backhands at most as a dry backhand. The majority of backhands he hits are slices. And not only are they slices, like Ash Barty on the women's side, who's now retired, he hits a aggressive attacking backhand slice, which is very, very potent on the grass. It's low over the net. It skips off the surface. It skids on. It rushes the opponent because it's got a lot of pace on it. It's low over the net. It's skidding on. It's awkward. And the opponent is not able to attack it. So they either have to hit a neutral shot in return or even a defensive shot in return. And so that gives him two options. Either it opens up a forehand for him, most likely, which is great. He can step in. Or they go cross-court with their own slice or backhand slice cross-court. And what Berti does really well is if the ball is not past a service box, if it's a floated slice, if it's not an aggressive enough slice cross-court, what he'll do is he'll step in because he'll say, okay, this is not going to hurt me. That Your backhand slice isn't as good as mine and it's not deep enough. It's not got enough pace. It's not going to hurt me. It's not hurting me at all. The dry backhand, it's not good enough. I might slice again. He'll choose the right opportunity and then he'll hit the backhand slice as an approach. And it's got a lot of spin on it. It's got a little bit, little bit less uh, kind of pace on it. A lot more spin though. Still over the net. And again, he'll mostly approach to the backhand side of his opponent. He'll come to the net. They'll try and pass him cross court and he puts away the volley. He's a very intelligent player with that slice. He really is. He doesn't slice much down the line, I have to say, to the forehand. And I guess that's mainly just to do with the fact that most opponents, they would prefer it to be into their forehand, right? It's their preferred side. It would be interesting to know, for example, if he was to play Djokovic again at Wimbledon, would he try and slice to the forehand? Because I reckon that's probably something he would, he should try to do. Because I think he'd actually get slightly more success at times slicing to the forehand as long as he's able to slice with depth down the line as well it's not an easy thing to do it's a lot harder to slice down the line because of the higher neck or, or the higher net position right as well and of course less distance but you know he's a pro player he will be able to do it it's just to what degree and to what success will he be able to pull it off i don't know but Generally, it's just an incredible tool. It really is. And I guess it masks his drive backhand because the slice is so good, he's able to mask it. Now, since the did a similar thing, or has been trying to do a similar thing, right, to Berrettini, he's been slicing his backhand a lot. But the issue with him is that, like Berrettini, his drive backhand is a little bit suspect on the surface because he's rushed. It's not particularly natural to hit it, uh, the drive backhand, as well as he does. Uh, on the surface, it's low. Doesn't really like hitting the backhand low to his ankles. Both are very tall players, Berrettini and Sissipas. But the difference is that he has an open stance backhand slice and it's nowhere near as potent. Berrettini is the player that Sissipas should be looking at to say, this is how I should hit my backhand slice on this surface. I need to really knife-edge stuff, whip through the ball, uh, or really slice through the ball, uh, knife edge, not just loopy with spin on it. It needs to have a lot of spin on it. 
It needs to be low over the net. It needs to have pace on it. If you want it to be an attacking tool, and that's what Berrettini is able to do. And I have to say as well, he is able to mix it up. And if he needs to hit a defensive slice, he will. But for the majority of the time, he is able to utilize that more attacking uh, or proactive slice anyway. And it gets him into great positions. It really does. And it's impressive. It is. The serve and volley it is great. I mean, I think he's not the best volleyer on tour, but his volley is good enough. And his approach shots, for the most part, and serve, for the most part, normally sets him up with a pretty easy volley. And then we saw against Kranovic as well, a little bit of touch and feel and movement, which has definitely improved. His movement around the court in the past few years has continually improved. And I feel like he's fitter and fitter and just more agile and flexible and able to get to balls a lot easier than he was in the past. And that's what's really impressed me. I think he... I think when you're confident on a surface, you tend to move better anyway because you're comfortable on it. You you feel like you're, you're happy, you're in good form. So you will really kind of exert yourself to that extra percentage, right? That extra percentage of kind of effort is there. It is. <clears throat> so I get that. But I also do think he's just really comfortable moving on the surface, which is interesting because he's such a big player. On, a, on grass, which is a very, or can be a, a more slippery surface. Um, obviously, you, your footing is not as secure at times. He does move very, very well for a, not just a big player, but a big player on grass. He was able to track down a lot of drop shots or kind of shorter balls and then kind of dink it cross court. Not only was he able to make them, he was able to make them with plenty enough, plenty of enough time to then maneuver or manufacture a little dink or a lob to actually win the point. Similarly with the volleys as well. And also something that he's been adding to his game is the drop shot. And I think he's improving as well, which is great. So he's adding different facets to his game. So we'll see how he gets on at Wimbledon. But this is a really positive sign after winning back-to-back -back tournaments, back-to-back -back Queens titles. He is a very informed grass player. He loves it. He knows to serve. If he's serving well, uh, and the first serve percentage is up. He'll win a lot of free points. 14 aces in the final. Kranovic is a very good returner. I know he hadn't won a single grass court match until Queens in his whole career, that is. But I'm surprised because when I watched him live against Chilich, the way he moved is very solid. Uh, made, I thought he's a very, very good volleyer. He barely missed a volley. And in fact, he didn't miss a volley, if I'm not mistaken. And when he did volley, not only did he either finish off the point, he either was able to finish it off and then kind of, well, finish off the point or hit the volley and then finish it off in the next kind of instance. He didn't lose a point, I don't think, at the net. It'll be interesting to see the stats for that, but watching it live, it looked like he was just incredible at the net. He really was. Uh, and that's because the approach shots are really good. He was able to push Chilich back in the rallies. He's just got a solid all-round game. The serve isn't big, uh, but he hits his spots. Generally, you'd expect him to be a better cross, uh, grass court player, but he's just not. Chilich didn't have a particularly good match either, to be fair, but he's a good grass court player. Generally, huge serve, 2017 finalist, of course, and uh, he does like the serve. He's won at Queens twice, so it was a really good win for Krajanovic and great tournament for him. Will he be a threat at Wimbledon? Probably not, if I'm being honest with you, just because, yes, as I said, he's got a very good, solid game, but he doesn't have any weapons, really. Really, he'd need to be very smart in the way that he plays and try and utilize pluses 
in his arsenal. So we'll see. We'll see how he gets on. But a very good tournament for him. For Berrettini, he marches on. It's a great win, of course, for him. And we'll see how he gets on at Wimbledon. But yeah, interesting stuff. And he's definitely adding to his game, as I said. Let me know your thoughts on it. Uh, do you think Berrettini can win Wimbledon? Can he beat Djokovic and Nadal? Or, I guess, pip them to the title? What's his chances? Let me know. Remember to hit that like button, please, if you haven't done so already, and do subscribe if you're new. Our Wimbledon Power Rankings for the ATP, our second version, <clears throat> sorry, is out. Of course, we'll do a final version at the end of this week uh, going into Wimbledon, but do check, check that out. And if you're a listener or watcher uh, on podcast platforms, do leave a rating or review, subscription, follow us, leave a rating, share the videos, all that good stuff. Thank you very much, guys. Stay safe and well. We'll see you on the next video.